0: Jordan's freaking
1: out. He yeah. never freaks out. This is bad. That you know? <laughs> must be really bad.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode nine of What We're Afraid to Say from the Pulpit. Today, the conclusion of Jordan's and my conversation around the role of feelings in preaching and in worship. Here's the other stuff. side. Um, got a divorce thirteen years ago now. It was certainly the biggest wound of my life. And in the days as it was unfolding. As my wife had lovingly told me we were done, um, I was talking to my sister two and three times a day about survival stuff. What the hell, my life's falling apart, what Mm -hmm. do I do? So hard, her calling to see if I'd eaten, that kind of thing. How did you sleep last night? Okay, I'm going to call you in the morning then. Mm -hmm. That level of uh, hand-holding, adore my sister for that showing up at that extremely wounded point in my life. A handful of days go by, uh, two weeks actually, and so I'm starting to pull things together because I've told uh, children uh, and family and loved ones, and now it's time, maybe only the second week, I suspect, uh, to tell Genesis, the church I've been serving. Mm -hmm. It's a very hard thing to do. Oh my God. Oh church. And so I'm calling Bev uh, to get <clears throat> advice on this. Bev's a psychotherapist, has been for decades and supervises 30 counselors and um, now in a, in a business in Seattle. She has also has been in the past the go-to person for Seattle Presbytery's Committee on Ministry. Things are imploding at your church. There's sexual misconduct. There's some break. There's some horrific thing going on. We need counseling as a group. Uh-huh. Who do you call uh, Bev Schroon? She says to me on the phone one morning as um, uh, I'm—I remember I was in the car. I can feel I'm driving somewhere, Santa Fe, up in Littleton, probably anyway. And she says, um, she says this: Remember, honey, uh, you can't cry on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, if you invert uh, the relationship of dependency, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance you won't get to get it back. Mm-hmm. And I was—I was saying what, and I'm thinking I'm. I'm literally thinking word for word I'm running by her what I will say following the benediction on Sunday. Right. Uh, she says, um, I've seen it so many times uh, where a pastor is in crisis and in need. She says, there will be people who come out of the woodwork to help you. <laughs> she said, don't believe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's remarkably harsh language for yeah. someone who loves me and loves the church and knows divorce from the inside and loves Genesis. For my time there all that mm-hmm. and warning that once the relationship gets switched where you're needy and they take care of you it compromises your position and sometimes irreparably they need you to be strong they need you to be the one who has it all together mm-hmm. so take your moments of vulnerability and naming what is but your body will have to relay the priest what you're just describing yeah jordan it really at some level Jesus and John Wayne notwithstanding or what am I guess about all our wisdom about faithful men being able to afford to be vulnerable and real depending on your depending on what they're paying you for beware hmm we're not all serious about that right. and systems are systems for a reason and they want stability at all costs mm-hmm. they may say they want authenticity vulnerability and plenty of people men especially uh-huh lose their job slash career uh, because of it.
1: It changes the dynamics. Yeah. I think that's why I do very even keeled, uh, knowing my place as a leader in leadership, that to not get too excited about things uh, because then that's going to make the anxiety rise in the system. It's trying to suppress that anxiety. And saying it's going to be all right, being that st- <laughs> steady, level-headed person, Yes. Uh, even while inside you're probably freaking mm-hmm. out. Sure, um, but that's, if, that's if why you we freaked go to out, yeah,
0: we don't need our congregations or staff members to hold us together. We do need to exercise our own self-help. I'm pursuing this on the outside. When I'm here, exactly, I'm doing my role. Yeah, you can count on me.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you said, it, it would change the dynamics if you know, let's, you know, New Hope had kind of a budget crisis uh, a month ago. Things were looking uh, like it was going to be short for 2023. Uh, So that raises the anxiety in the system. Right. And so then if, if you and I started running around every week and be like, oh my (laughs) my (laughs) gosh, what are we going to do? Everybody's going to react the same way. Sure. Right. They're like, oh gosh. Don and
0: Jordan are Upset. Jordan's freaking
1: out. He never yeah. freaks out. This is bad.
0: You know? It must be really bad. <laughs> oh, So, yeah, there's so a, true.
1: There's a component of that leadership. Yeah, I think your sister was wise and it sounds very much like a therapist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it seems to, unfortunately, it seems to, it feels, and I'm afraid about this even now as I say this, it feels like it flies in the face of Christian community. Mm -hmm. They'll know we're Christians by our love. We're all one family in this. We can rely on one another. That's what we preach. Right. That's what we believe in at some level.
1: It's just, I feel like it's different in the role as priest or pastor. Right. Uh, You do have to be guarded in some ways. Um, I've seen churches turn on pastors. Sure. Uh, whether that is uh, called for or not called for, you know, uh, it, it can happen rather quickly. Uh, and sometimes showing those emotions or being vulnerable in the wrong space and mm-hmm. time uh, can cause that because people will be like, oh my gosh. People also put pastors on a pedestal, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: That you should be um, should have it all together, high functioning.
1: Right. If you're leading us, you should be better yep. than us. Yeah. Uh, when in reality, that's oftentimes that's sure. not true at all. Yep. Like we're just people, just like everybody else. And so yeah, you get put on that pedestal, and if you fall from that pedestal, or fall in the eyes of people in the congregation, then you're in trouble,
0: right? I think there are. And I don't know if there's a handful, and there maybe is a handful, but I doubt it matters how big the church is. Uh It's not more than a handful of people you get to go out to dinner with. You're going to have over to your house, you and Michelle, Mm -hmm. or you're going to trust these are innermost pieces of, here's what I'm really feeling about my job, for example. That dual relationship stuff is extremely difficult for them and Mm -hmm. us, fraught with danger, fraught with disastrous stories of betrayal. Mm -hmm. I thought we were friends. That's why I was leaking this to you. That's why I was showing you this. And then it shows up later on.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening to What We're Afraid to Say from the Pulpit, conversations on preaching and authenticity. One thing I remember from one of my professors in seminary was, and this person was a pastor at one point, they said, you know, as pastor, if you lose your temper, you lose. Well, you um, period. Yeah.
0: We don't get to be the ones who fly off the handle ever in right. public. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think his the whole thing was like, <laughs> you know, you could have that elder who freaks out and yells at people oh, sure, at every good. meeting, I, yeah. but you can never be that because then immediately You're uh, unreliable. Yes. Uh, you're too you're emotional. emotional. People that do know me... Um, Uh, as a pastor or even as a friend often are like well I never see Jordan get upset Um, (laughs) that's part of the reason but also um, in some ways uh, in my mind I think if I'm going to be angry it better be for a good reason and then people know I'm serious sure and it's not a boy who cried wolf thing like, "Oh, Jordan just always flies off the handle with that (laughs) you know Um, so it's strategic Mm -hmm. in a way too but also, I do believe that, like, am I gonna listen to somebody who just yelled at me for a Whatever couple of, you know? Reason, no. Yeah. yeah, they've kind of discredited themselves by doing that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was a lesson I learned early on and I've seen it. Whether it's fair or unfair for pastors, that's another question, but.
0: Uh, the reality is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fine line to walk of vulnerability. And, of course, I'm uh, more apt to cry with someone in my office if I'm in counseling and they told me a deep wound, whatever, there's that one-on-one. That's a very different piece of Yeah. Although, wouldn't that be great to have either my sister or Michelle talk about what is the role of a therapist crying? Mm-hmm. There's times when it's totally appropriate because of the emotion in the room. Well, it's just been, it'd be inappropriate not to be crying given the horrific, hellish story you've just heard. Yeah. And then, of course, there are boundaries to be around touch, uh-huh. affirmation, consoling, right, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, because when you were telling the story about your, your sister, what she said to you, I was like, oh, that sounds very much like the dynamic of a therapist with their client. Uh, that they right. can't change that dynamic. And now the client feels like they have to care for the exactly. therapist. That's you, how upset you are. Yeah. Michelle has probably gotten emotional during some sessions. And I think her her go-to is just saying like, this is making me emotional hearing this, you know, instead of...
0: To name it as it is, right. Right,
1: instead of making it about her right. and her emotions. So I think that's always a key key piece, too. Because I could cry up there preaching and then say, like, I'm sorry, guys, I've just had the worst week and this right. is happening.
0: Put in some context.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's putting it in context but it's also now uh, changing the dynamic i mm-hmm. think i think it's different if you say i get emotional thinking about this and this is why that's right. different than sure. trying to get people to sympathize or empathize with you mm-hmm. for a
0: crappy week so, you know i'm so sad this week because i realize i really hate my job <laughs> right? I'm up, I'm in despair because I don't feel God's presence and the my, I've lost my sense of call I mean uh,
1: yeah
0: you can yeah, imagine that. if, if <laughs> pastors were revealing to their congregations what we have shared with each other over a beer mm-hmm. you know all of us need our places to be real in those we, deep seasons yeah. and the challenges and without that then we do act out weirdly Right. And the chances are in front of congregants, which is problematic. Yes.
1: You know, the, those outlets to be able to vent. Yeah. Uh, be able to, um, <laughs> yeah, um, bitch and moan, I guess, in a Absol- way. Absolutely. Because everybody needs that. Oh, yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, you can't just not do that. You need to release. Right the steam otherwise
0: you will explode and it'll cost you a lot and you don't get to choose where you explode unfortunately
1: yep exactly (laughs) yeah usually my explosions come out at home if I'm trying to hang a picture or something and I
0: (laughs) and you can't yes and you're cussing and yelling and you realize wow that's all about a picture Uh of course it's not all about the picture
1: right it's the stuff you've been keeping in And now it's coming out over this stupid picture, and yeah. We've talked a lot about emotion. Um,
0: Yeah, the glory and danger of being transparent and -hmm. showing what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Different for a pastor, different for a preacher up front. Mm -hmm. Different for counselors, guides, mentors, parents, lots of different rules. And the roles we play in when it seems appropriate and even helpful for connecting purposes versus when it sends a confusing message.
1: I assume people who are parents can connect somewhat with the pastoral role of like, no, we have to keep
0: it together to help. During this right now to get through this weekend.
1: Yeah, because for a parent too, you could have a moment of crisis and your kid is like, is everything? And you're like, yeah, everything's going to be okay. But inside you're like, is it going to be okay? (laughs) I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: Which depends on the maturity of your kids, the age, where you are, all that stuff. The glory and dangers of emotion, Mm -hmm. the danger of manipulation, the importance of being authentic and showing something. We're people up front, live people.
1: Right. I guess maybe circling back, what I kind of want to figure out, the difference between creating space for emotions beautiful to be there
0: Uh versus versus trying to here's what you should be feeling
1: yes I think there's a difference there if you're trying to manipulate somebody into feeling guilty in order for them to give more money (laughs) that's the bad part of it right but if if you're trying to connect people's hearts and and take kind of that shell off of it that we Mm. sometimes put around our hearts um, by trying to empathize with others, I think that's
0: that's good. Some permission to be real with this community of faith, either yeah. in worship or in a prayer group or whatever. Right.
1: I think about it, and what I—I I don't even know if it's an actual term, but I use it. It's a theology of space. Huh. Uh-huh. Um, your office here probably isn't the most suitable for. Uh, having people feel some type of emotion. <laughs> because it's there's fluorescent lighting. Fluorescent, there's it's no real window. Kind of like it's cream. Cavernous, color. Depending
0: on yeah. what feeling we're trying to get to.
1: <laughs> now if I walked in here today and it was a little bit darker, you had a lamp sure. on, candles, candles, some nice quiet music and stuff. That
0: creates a whole different feeling, sure. right? No, there's a great theology of holy space especially. Yeah. Architects for churches, sanctuaries. Yep. And- Holy spaces, like mm-hmm. you said.
1: Yeah. It's like when we have our longest night service, it's uh-huh. dark. Very intentional. It's quiet. Yeah, quiet. Yeah. Being intentional about the emotion of the space, not manipulating it. Hmm. Intentional. Maybe we make that distinction. That's good. There's Intention difference between... And
0: manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Intention is designing your actions to create some openness for people. Yep. It can be healing and permission giving yes. versus... Permission giving, yeah.
1: Yeah. you're
0: going to feel this way. You're, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I never thought that worked. I was never very good at that. Yeah. I'm very interested in it. Always skeptical. Frankly, flat out offended by it when I hear it preaching. I mm-hmm. think uh, turns off instantly. Right. Usually what this is, crappy theology and much worse psychology.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> I think about, I've been to many, many... Uh, christian music festivals that mm. uh, was kind of a big thing for me for a while uh loved going to them loved just the vibe of the whole sure, thing fun. Uh, but whenever compassion international or world Uh-oh. vision got up there
0: they're showing you pictures of starving kids
1: uh-huh i think there's a mixture in there of intentional and manipulation yes in my mind um <sighs> But yeah, I always think those moments when they go out. Look at these sad children. Wow. But if you help them, they'll be happy. And uh, So there's yeah. there's both intentional and some manipulation within that. Uh, broader thinking about ad agencies and companies. Sure. They're always trying to manipulate. Like,
0: That's what advertising is.
1: Look at my laptop here. It's Apple. And a lot of their uh, advertisements are basically saying... Look how much better your life would be with our product. If you had this. So, good or bad? Depends on the situation, I think.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to What We're Afraid to Say from the Pulpit.